guys, it's Fabiola Rivas and welcome to the Fabulous Podcast. Practicing consciousness is by far a secret tool. What in the world does that even mean? I'll tell you what it means. But first, let me look it up online just to see if I don't make sense to you. So Google says, that consciousness is a state of being awake and aware of one's surroundings. Okay, so that's pretty much what I was going to say. We have to be aware of ourselves. I mean, be fully honest with ourselves 100%. Because let me tell you something. When we go into a state of denial, we are prolonging our growth. Then we get stuck in the past or we just go into this state of fear and we just stay there you just can't let go of anything right and denial holds on to us until we are aware we need to let go of things and there is this amazing book called how to fix a broken heart by guy winch he has an amazing ted talk online on youtube that gives you a snippet of his book and i know i've mentioned this before in another episode but I highly recommend it because it really opens your eyes to a lot of things. The interesting thing that I know to be true in this book is that heartbreak is universal. We get our hearts broken by the tiniest things. Rejection, expectation that fails, pets, college, just being a failure. In my case, one of my tiny heartbreaks is when people leave my life. And sometimes it's so tiny that we don't realize we need to grieve over heartbreaks. And that's where consciousness comes in that we get these tiny little heartbreaks and we're like, no, nah, we don't. Why? Why do I need to grieve? There's no point in it. Right. Or somebody will be like, don't worry about it. It's nothing and nothing. Right. And so you're probably like, yeah, they're probably right. And you still hold on to this. And it's eventually it'll be a huge thing that you need to get over. That's why it's important to be aware of the tiniest heartbreaks. And here's a fun story for you. It's not really fun, but here's an interesting story. For me, realizing a simple heartbreak was the falling out of a family member. I knew in advance we were going to go our separate ways. I saw this coming a mile away. We were just on different levels of life, which is okay. That's life, right? I mean, we have been on the journey for a while. And now it's the, the road just went two different ways, right? And that's how it is. That's life and that's okay. What caught me off guard was the fact that they no longer wanted to speak to me again. I understood why and I was very accepting of it and days passed and a friend of mine said you need to start the grieving process and I didn't think of it like that right because it's a family member then you're like practically forever we're parting ways but we're not like leaving each other right so my first reaction was oh shit you're probably right right but again, I felt like I didn't need to grieve anything. I knew this was coming, so I was prepared. And then I got drunk. And now you know exactly where this is going. Which reminds me, unless you are possessed, 
Who you are drunk is the real you. When you are drunk, you have no walls. And so that's why when you say, I'm not me when I'm drunk, that's because you've had your walls up for so long, you don't even know who you are. And again, practicing consciousness is very important. It's good to check yourself before you get drunk because you already know what's going to happen and you could warn people in advance, right? So when I get drunk, there are no surprises because I know I'm already going to be fun or I'm going to say something to someone, right? And everybody knows. Anyway, so I was alone in my room and I just started crying out of nowhere, right? There was nothing like thoughts and I just started crying. It was a lot of tears, but I didn't even realize it. I'm like, why am I crying, right? Even drunk me didn't know why I was crying. And I didn't realize it that I was taking this like a romantic breakup because, you know, my heart was hurting. I felt like a failure. I failed this person. That's what started coming to my mind eventually. And, and I realized it's because they saw me as a selfish, arrogant, good-for-nothing prick who needs a good look in the mirror. The thing about me is that I would walk the end of the earth to make sure my family was happy. I'm a family person. So to hear that hurt. But during the argument, I didn't realize that this was hurting me. I was just accepting of it. I was like, this is what the person sees me. That's okay. I'm not going to fight them on that. The fact that this person saw me like that their whole life was a heartbreak. So how did I deal with this heartbreak? Once I was not drunk anymore, <laughs> I gave it a great thought and realized I taught this person what I could and now I have to continue my journey. I am forever grateful that they were part of my life and I was part of theirs. They taught me so much that I will carry on in my life. The fact that I did fail them shows how much of an impact I still have to do. And I need to address this so it doesn't haunt me forever. I mean, it doesn't mean that I'm going to try to convince them that what I've done in my life is good because they've already made their point, right? So all I could do is be better for other people, not them. Maybe one day they'll realize all the sacrifices I did for them, but if they never do, that's okay because I know in my heart what I did and that's all that matters up to that point right so this grieving process took two days it only took yeah two days I I thought about it I've accepted it and I cried and then I moved on right it was two days but that was because it was years of a lot of heartbreak I've experienced so many heartbreaks that at this point, you know, I am prepared for it. But that doesn't mean that some heartbreaks don't take longer than others. I think one of the recent long ones, I think, was two years. But the longest one ever was seven years. And that was the death of my dog. Right? Shocking that a pet was the cause of a seven-year grieving process. I was over the death, I think, a year after, but I didn't want a dog for that long, for the six years, right? I didn't want to open my heart like that. The relationship I had with my dog was so deep that I'm probably planning on doing a whole episode on it. Just 
so you understand what I mean by these. And so many people think that the death of a pet is a ridiculous heartbreak, but have you experienced how much love a pet brings in our life? It is so deep, and I know so many people who don't want pets, and you know, that's okay, so they won't understand, but there are some people who judge us on the emotion that our pet bring because they consider pets to be like furniture. They're just there. You just feed them and walk them and that's it, right? Even goldfish, right? Or plants, actually. But when they die or they pass away, right? They were a part of us and we always got to grieve a part of us. And it's very important to address that. Now, I want to share another story about an interesting heartbreak in my life. And I really want you guys to understand how deep heartbreaks can be. That it's just insane what it does to us. So there is someone in my life who is out to get revenge. Literally wants to ruin everything I do. And I want to share this because this is how insane it can get. Like somebody's out to get revenge. And they were a really, really close friend of mine. Their significant other hated me, which was the reason of our falling out. You know, if you really think about it, I really do have a bunch of haters. It makes me wonder, right? If I'm just like a villain in disguise and all this, because all these stories so far are just like me being the villain, right? To them. So my ex-friend, I guess that's what I should call them, right? Never dealt with this heartbreak. Why should they grieve over a friend when they have all they need, right? They have their significant other. They have so much ahead of them, right? I did the healing process. Like, that falling out hurt. And I cried over it. And I was mad. And I wanted to do revenge, but I didn't, right? And I just walked away and become a better version of myself, right? But on their end, they were in denial. So every time they heard me succeeding at something, they needed to do better. Not only were we friends, but we worked together a lot. It's that freelance world. So the few times I was going to work alongside them, they would find a way to fire me. I was okay. I was like, oh man, I have to deal with them. I mean, I wanted to talk to them, but their presence would just be there, not just tolerate it because uh, work is way more important. But it's ridiculous, right? They would figure out how to get me fired. I wasn't mad. I was just surprised. Upstaging me was their thing. For a long time, I didn't get why they needed to be this way. I mean, we ended in not so good terms, but not enough to create this revenge. They were the ones who broke my heart, right? That's, that's shocking. No matter what a relationship you have, Heartbreak is a two-way street. If you don't address it, it's going to haunt you forever. 
The reason this person needs to do that is because they are terrified I will succeed. If I succeed, it means regretting they broke my heart in the first place. It means that that significant other was probably a waste of time, right? When I figured that out, I wanted to text him and say, will you just deal with this already? I'm so annoyed with this because we also have a lot of mutual friends because running into them is constant, especially on social media because we have a lot of mutual friends. So I hope they are listening so they can move on because it's been so long and they're still doing it. It's funny because I've had a record of people disappearing in my life, but because we have so many mutual friends, it's just we keep running into each other a lot and it's kind of funny. I mean, it's all virtual, but there have been a couple of times that we have been in front of each other and it's hilarious because we don't talk to each other and I, I find it so funny, right? Because I'm over it and they're not. So that's why it's important to deal with it. And the reason I know this is because I like to be observant and the stories that people tell me about that person, yeah, it's, I just added it all together and I have come to this conclusion. And it's kind of funny because I can read them like a bug. That's how close we were. <laughs> so I'm telling you, it's very important to address heartbreak because things like unnecessary things like this happen and it's a waste of energy if you don't address it because I'm just living my life, right? And they're not. They're still in this denial phase even though they have so much going for them. They have everything. They're succeeding at everything. I probably don't know the real details but on paper they are succeeding at everything. So that's what I mean. You got to deal with the tiniest heartbreak or else you're just going to bleed on the next person. Now I have another friend. This is not a story but this is what I want you guys to also realize. Um, I explained this to them and I told them I'm going to share this with all of you because it's very important. Heartbreaks are like socks. I told this person that they have collected their pile of heartbreaks like socks. Stinky socks. It's like they throw a dirty sock in a closet and just get a new one. Instead of washing it or anything, they just throw it in there and just think, you know what? Let's get a new pair of socks. I don't need to wash them, right? Their closet is one giant pile of stinky socks that either they need to be thrown away or washed because their bedroom smells so bad that you can't even walk in there. But somehow they manage to sleep there. Any other person would have been like, ew, what? No, I'm never going in there, right? I told them they need to go in there and figure it out because it smells really bad to everyone. But you got to go in there and clean everything. I even joked that there's probably a dead rat in there and they're not even aware of it. And they got to somehow fish it out. So it goes with everyone. You guys all got stinky socks in there in your closet that you're probably not washing or throwing it out. And they even said to me, where do I start? And I said, well, you got to start dividing the colors and the dark colors that's where you start but with all seriousness and all heartbreak you start where you want to start whatever pops in your head that gives you a heartbreak that's where you need to address it start one by one i really have so many heartbreaks in my life i can go on forever on these 
crazy stories because there are some other crazier ones, but these stick out the most. Letting go isn't easy. We do this thing called ruminating, which talks about in the book. Uh, ruminating is when you play things over and over and over and over again in a loop until it just becomes a habit. And the thing about this is that you'll start having these regrets because you'll remember all the good things about them and then you'll just feel like shit and you need ice cream because you realize what have you done a mistake because they were so amazing. And then later days pass and then you just start remembering the ugly and then you get mad and then you say they're a piece of shit. What the hell? And you're just mad and you just want to punch something. And you just go into this ugly, vicious habit of remembering the good and remembering the bad, right? So one thing that Guy Winch talks about is that on your phone, you write a list of all the shitty things that they've done. And when you start remembering the good about them, you remember that list and then you break that habit. You start from there. Because we, even though there's a lot of good, you got to remember the bad and then we just got to remember the lessons. That's it. At the end, you just got to remember the lessons they brought you and then you move on. When I started healing my heartbreaks, my mind felt empty. Like I was doing this ruminating thing for so long and I was consuming my mind with all these pains of the past that when I broke the habit of these thoughts, I didn't know what to think about anymore. My brain was like, so what now? What do we think about that? Because for 20 minutes, you used to think about all the stuff this person did to you. And <laughs> I told my brain, positivity. My brain's, then my brain was like, what is that? And I said, we're going to find out because I don't know what it is too. That was earlier in my life, by the way. And now I'm at a point where uh, I think so positive in my brain that I don't really think about the bad as much. I do, and then I get over it really quick. It's just a habit. Everything in your life is a habit. So whatever heartbreak you have in your life, you are allowed to grieve. Anything that has affected you. And I mean anything. Even your favorite pen that you lost. Ask yourself today. What do I need to be aware of? And I'm telling you, the answers will come. It will pop in your head. You will be surprised how well you know yourself, how well your answers come. It's very fascinating. That is practicing consciousness. It's learning to trust yourself too. Being drunk is a good indicator of that, by the way, but that doesn't mean you need to go and do that all the time. <laughs> it's just pay attention to... When your guards are down. If you practice it long enough, your entire speaks for itself. I kid you not. My body tells me what kind of food it wants. Because I ask what it wants. I'll be like, stomach, what do you want today? And it'll be like, ginger. I really like ginger. I'm telling you, I went on this ginger craze that I'm still on. I don't know what is it about ginger that it loves so much, but it does. But literally, I speak to my body and it tells me what it wants. That's how much I practice consciousness. That's how much I practice consciousness. Remember, your heartbreaks are like weights. You are carrying so many that I'm asking you, when are you going to decide to let them go? You're carrying so many weights. Get rid of those socks. You need to get rid of those socks. So keep practicing consciousness to be aware of who you are. And 
once you let go of that pain, you're going to be so free. You're going to be able to fly. Literally. Just kidding. Not literally. But mentally, you feel like you can fly. I will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening in and make sure you rate and comment just so I could get some feedback, share it if somebody needs to hear it. Follow me at Favrivas on IG and message me if you have anything I should share.